getting ready for Lent part two. Getting ready for Lent part two. Last week, obviously, was part one in anticipation of the beginning of Lent on Ash Wednesday, next Wednesday. I'm led of the Lord to just share with us some thoughts that will help get us in sync, in line, in the flow of this 40-day journey. And so last week, the topic was uh, limited visits. This week, getting ready for Lent Part 2, the topic is family members only. Family members only. Psalm 15. Psalm 15. And how thankful I am to be alive, to be feeling well, and to be in position to share this word tonight. Psalm 15. Listen to what it says. I read from the New International Version. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless and who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man, who despises a vile man, but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath even when it hurts, who lends his money without usury interest and does not accept a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never Be shaken. Family members only. During my uh, pastoral years at Metropolitan, there are two memorable hospital visits I made to church members at Mount Sinai Hospital on the west side. The first one was to a member who was sharing a room with another elderly lady I did not know. Of course, I spoke to the other lady and asked her, was she a Christian and what was her church membership? She told me she was a Christian and a member of Metropolitan. I said, oh, yeah, well, you know, They have a new pastor. She commented, and I hear that thing is already messing up the church. I went on and said, is that what they're saying? Have you met him yet? I asked. She replied, no, and I'm not in a hurry to meet him. And I concluded my talk with her by saying something like, well, we're going to pray that he does better. She said, if he stays that long, I don't even remember if I prayed for her, referring to me as that thing, 
But anyhow, I'll always remember that visit. And then the other Mount Sinai moment was to remember whose room door had a big sign posted. And it said, immediate family only, no other visitors. Now, by virtue of the fact that uh, the words immediate family were used, I knew it was not an official sign because only black folk use the term immediate family. Um, so I knocked on the door and identified myself as a pastor. And the nurse um, stopped me and asked me, was I a member of the immediate family? And I said, no, but I'm the pastor. And she went on to say, well, the sign says immediate family. And if you're not immediate family, you cannot visit. I said, okay, and I left. So by now you know Mount Sinai and Pastor Craig Melvin Smith, that thing that was messing up the church, just didn't uh, see eye to eye on at least uh, two occasions. That bootleg sign, immediate family only, no visitors. I must admit, it helps us prepare for Lent. Lent, that 40-day spiritual journey with Jesus toward the cross, is for immediate family members only, no visitors. Lent is a Christian exercise. Lent is for the Exclusive participation of the saved. Lent is for those in the household of faith, baptized, believing, belonging, members of the body of Christ. No outsiders allowed. Now, already, I know that does not resonate well with the culture of our times. Unfortunately, we made Lent such a common time of year. We're even guilty of soliciting participation from persons just for the sake of having another party or parties to discuss our activities. How's the fast? What are you giving up? How much weight are you losing? Did you cuss anybody out today? Unfortunately, we've lowered the standards of participation and compromised the admission requirements in such a significant spiritual season. According to Psalm 15 today, Lent is not for everybody. 
It's for those who will make adjustments, who have made the decision to enter on the Lord's terms. There's that phrase again, on the Lord's terms. I introduced that phrase in the month of January, talking about walking through the open door of 2024. Everything we do this year, we commit to doing it on the Lord's terms. So the psalm makes the inquiry on behalf of us to the Lord. It says, Lord, who shall sojourn? Who will thou accept as a sojourner in thy tent? Who will you accept to be near to thee and consort with thee? Lord, who shall dwell? Who will thou permit to dwell in thy holy hill? The familiar King James Version reads, Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? The tabernacle and thy holy hill are figurative expressions pointing to the divine presence and favor and the blessedness of abiding in the Lord. And that's the question that demands our attention as we prepare for Lent. Lent is not for everybody. As much as you might want your kin, your friend, your co-worker to experience Lent, the more pressing question you need to raise is this. Are they experiencing the Lord? Do they have a relationship with Jesus? Just like the tabernacle was restricted premises, so are the spiritual exercises of the saints during Lent. Lent just happens to be one of the matters that says family only, no visitors allowed. So we got a week to ask our kin, our friends, our co-workers. We got a week to ask them several questions. Question one, are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord? And if they say no, then right on the spot, you receive them into the fellowship without a a front space in the sanctuary, 
without a preacher announcing the doors of the church are open, without deacons standing with an outstretched right arm, you introduce them to Jesus. You pray with him. You pray with her. You pray with them. You share John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You say to them that to as many as received him, to them gave me power to become the sons and daughters of God. You say whatever else you feel will clarify what a walk with Jesus means. And after that, extend the invitation for them to come to church on Sunday and begin this new life and thus start in the family as a believer and walk with us on these 40 days. Hallelujah. You want them to experience Lent, don't you? So make sure they experience the Lord. Because if one does not have the Lord in his or her life, then Lent has no meaning. Believers get the benefit. So the psalm poses a serious line of questioning. God is not seeking those who just want him for a stroll, a part-time lover, or an occasional 40-day acquaintance. Our Lord commands full-time presence. So the words resonate and reverberate and resound. Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell? They speak of relationship and connection and permanence. And know this, my beloved. One cannot have relationship without requirements. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Here's the requirement. The one who walks uprightly. Sometimes uprightly is translated integrity. The idea of someone that is wholehearted and sound, who's honorable in all one's ways. That's a requirement uh, to walk upright. Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He who worketh righteousness. Righteousness. One who's in right standing with God and with fellow humans. One who speaks the truth. That means 
what is right and trustworthy, not just merely what's correct. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth each of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So don't you see it? We're family. We're connected. We got relationship. We have requirements. Those are some of the positives from the Psalms point of view in Psalms 15. Anybody truly wishing to have a meaningful Lent season, please take these truths to heart. Hallelujah. It's for immediate family members. No visitors. It's for those who will walk upright, who work righteousness, who speaks the truth in his or her heart. I've got uh, three or four more verses to unpack, but I think I'll extend this lesson until next week uh, and just uh, tag a part three rather than to rush. Let me just conclude here and resume next week. Because we are in God's family, we get help to accomplish all that God demands. And you know where that help comes from? For us to walk upright and speak the truth. It comes from Jesus. Hallelujah. We got Jesus. That's why this is a family affair. Because how is a person going to do what pleases the Lord without the Lord's help? We got Jesus. And I'll pick up next week where I leave off. So remember tonight what I say. You want Lent company? You want Lent companions? Get them to Jesus, then you too can walk the journey together. Hallelujah. Preparing for Lent Part 2 for immediate family only. No visitors allowed. That's the word of faith which I teach tonight.